All right, we're back, and we are on episode 14. What was supposed to be, what do we yeah. say, episode four? Episode four or five, yeah. But, you know, coordinating delayed. two busy, busy guys, getting in the same room has taken a little bit of a quarterbacking, but we're nonetheless <laughs> yeah, here. We're here. Excited to have Ryan and Andrew. Thanks for making time. I know you're fresh off a trip, but thank you yeah. for making time to come in. Yeah, I always stoked to sit down with you. I know we've, we've learned a lot from you in the years. We've known each other for well, five, six years now since we really settled here in San Diego. So Really since the start of yeah. OG. Yeah. Like, yeah. Way back. I was you trying know. to think of that. What what was our first like intro? We were talking. We were talking it was it was night. Bar West. It was the first what? time I had met yeah. you. Our Bar first kind of outing for OG, and we set up a little no stand way. there. It was the first yeah. time we had met you. Yeah. Oh, you did a pop up. Yeah, yeah pop it was, up. It was, you know you knew T Lynn and, and Trevor. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. T Lynn, and yeah, we all set up yeah. there. Yeah. That's what it was. Holy yeah. shit! What was that? 2014? 14, I think. 14, yeah. I think as I moved back in 2014, and then how do you, I don't even know how you guys got connected, but Just you pull up in there. And uh, we were actually laughing because I think one of the nights we did one at Bar West and then it closed. Like that was the last night of Bar West. It went off. Oh, my went God. Yes, night, you're yeah. right. And mm-hmm. we were like, this is epic. I mean, we were like mid-20s. We were like, what, 23? It was 22, 23, yeah, yeah. just started. We thought wow. it was like super cool. Showed up in there, had the watches. I think we, I don't know how much business we did that night, but yeah, it was fun. We had some watches. Business. And, we had yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. We had fun. <laughs> Made a good video about it. We pulled up on F6 because we did another one at F6 right across. Yep. Uh, no, that, was it Flux or F6? I can't, I can't remember. One of the but two, yeah. We pulled up. This is a real story. I don't think you even know this happened. And we had all the watches in like an Uber or taxi. I don't even know if they had Uber back then. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I opened the back and all the watches fell out no. on the sidewalk. Yeah, and there was like movie. a line for like the movie. bar, you know, for the tables. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> that was the start, though. Yeah, I did not that know. That was the start, you know. Those are the best stories. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Damn, it's been a while. Come a long way. Yeah, we've done a lot of other stuff, you know, along the way, too. With yeah, the S- I know SD we had United some stuff with the Hard Rock, hard yeah, rock yeah. And, and the, some of the really and stuff. cool uh, tribute event we did together. So, yeah. And we were obviously neighbors for our office. We're neighbors up until about two months ago. Yep. So there's uh, there's been a lot of symmetry and uh, definitely want to dive into it. I, I know you kind of know the, the, the purpose or mission behind it in the weeds. So we always like to dial things back and go back even before Bar West and all yep. these conversations. And I know you're, you're Oregon guys, Pacific yep. Northwest, yep. right? Yep. Go Ducks. Yeah. Yep. Go Ducks. That's, go that's Ducks. where like childhood on, right? Yeah. Born and raised in Eugene. So we're two years, two days apart. So we basically felt like twins growing up because Andrew about, I think it was about my height by fourth grade. And, uh, mm. if you can't tell <laughs> now tall, quite a bit taller than I am, but, uh, yeah, so I mean, we grew up in we grew up in Eugene, Oregon, and uh, pretty humble beginnings, honestly. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we uh, we weren't super entrepreneur guys, but we we did some side hustles here and there. Yeah. Always worked hard. Family? Yeah, a big family. We have two, uh, three younger brothers, and no way. You know, yeah. Okay. So they're about ten years apart, t- ten years younger. You know, second marriage, but you know, we grew up together, working hard, and we just kind of fending with five with brothers, our mom and five, five Holy boys, yeah. five boys. Yeah. Get one of those big houses out in the middle of, <laughs> of the woods. Yeah, we kind of share. We actually had to share rooms there for a little while. For a little while. Yeah. yeah. So bunk, bunk and bed. you're the top two, like top old the two yeah, oldest. Yeah. So oldest, oldest and then next and then uh, three more. Are they all still back in Oregon? Yep. Yep. Just wow. graduating, kind of make them out here. Oh, spring breaks. You know, we get them out here for spring breaks. Get them in the office. Get them. Get them working. Kind of seeing what it's what it's about out here. You know, there's not much exposure to this kind of industry and lifestyle up in small town Oregon. So. It's nice for them to get out and kind of see what, yeah. what they can do with their are, life. Are they, like, now in – what's the oldest, like, in college? 20 years uh, old. 20, yeah. yeah. 20 yep. and then eight, uh, and then 18, 20, 19, 19, 19 yeah. So. yeah. Any showing signs of following your footsteps? 
The youngest for youngest. sure, I'll say Kai's the really? youngest. Yeah, he's he's just got that hustle mentality. It's funny because the next one up is just he's just he's more of like an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. He just likes he plays bass and he does his thing. He's just mm-hmm. you know, but uh, Kai's the youngest. He's just got that. You can tell, you know, yeah. totally. You, you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. it. He's got that drive. He actually wants to go play basketball. He's the best out of all of us, and uh, he's about six four point guard. So he's got oh, the, he's got the height to play, and he's just like community, but yeah, up yeah. in Portland, and yeah. and so. Is that who you just you're just back to watch play? Yeah, or? Yep, yep. yep. They just got in the state, so we went back for senior oh, went back for senior night and kind of shared that moment. And nice. now he's heading the state, so this weekend is, is yeah. he taking the next step in in basketball direction? Yeah, I think so. He's yeah, committed he's got to a couple it. schools looking at him. So. Yeah, he's committed, and he'll work continue to work hard. He's willing to walk on. He's willing to just be a team guy, and he, that's Hell what yeah. it kind of takes. You know, I think that's exciting. Yeah. yeah, that's probably one of the best parts about being older brothers is you get to like mentor that a little bit. Oh yeah. They're finally becoming that age where you can actually like talk to them about real shit and like mm-hmm. get in there in the weeds. In uh, the weeds with them. You know, because they can actually comprehend a little bit more now. Like, yeah. I mean, we obviously taught them a lot, but like now it's like life lessons versus just like, you know, teach them how to like do a crossover or something, you know? Totally, yeah. <laughs> so was yeah. it, were your, were your parents entrepreneurs or were your parents? Um, they actually, they actually were. So we, uh, we, they've had a small uh, screen printing business for about 15 years now. Mm. Um, we actually were just back home. It was funny because, like, we, Andrew and I have learned over the last seven years so much about business, entrepreneurship, how to look at P&L, financial statements, all that stuff. And our, it's actually our stepdad who's been with us since about five, six years old. Okay. So he was around, coached us, you know. And uh, long story short, he's looking at buying, like, the third biggest screen printing shop in Eugene. Um, I think it's like a seven, eight hundred thousand dollar a year business, but they, um, we were just helping them break it down and look at yeah, the deal. Yeah. Is it a good deal? Is it not a good deal? So yeah, they've. You were doing that with him. We're doing like just last weekend. We no were way. At home. So oh, it was cool. kind of fun to like be able to like provide a little bit of insight. A few times, I think Andrew and I were like, like oh shit, we actually you know we're able to like look at this yeah. and like help break it down and and uh, you know like is the cash flow going to be able to pay like if he takes a small SBA loan like yeah yeah you know so it was kind of fun. That's got to be a surreal moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know? Yeah. It, it's funny it's until tough. you put into, like, a situation like that that you don't realize, oh, shit, I've learned a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've, got a lot I've got a lot of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, we're just hitting that in our career, you know, where we really kind of trust our, our experiences to date and, and looking to kind of yeah. do other things as well and help people totally. when we can, offer advice, and just get into it, yeah. Did you guys have those? Uh, it's, like, a, a common question I asked. Did you have those as a kid where you, like, running lemonade stands or doing anything like side hustles we had weird things we you know our, our dad's like a craftsman he's a painter so okay. just uh we did a lot of outdoor stuff lawn mowing picking berries and uh painting houses you know that's the industry in Oregon. Houses growing up with him just side on the side and we did have a little lawn mowing thing that uh, was kind of fun we worked oh, the yeah. golf course as a kid just we always just hustled and just had hard work you know yeah yeah just took you know we cared yeah, about we our craft the golf you know? course in high school that which is fun i got I started when i was like 15 16 I could buy a car, and then Andrew ended up uh, working, got him a job there. And that was some of the best summers because I was in the pro shop, and Andrew would be outside. And the pro shop man is the outside guys. Since it was my brother, we would just – we would go play cross-country golf. We'd play from, like, hole three to hole seven, you know. Yeah, yeah. on the course. Who's a better golfer? He's more committed at this time. I played on the high school team, but he's more committed, I think, you know. At this uh, age, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. So, so what was the? I guess what was the first glimpse into San Diego? How did San Diego hit your radar? Yeah, I think you know, I actually started right after high school. I transitioned down here, I joined the Marine Corps. You know, so oh, I was okay. in the yeah, yeah. Marines four years, uh, and then I actually right after I separated from 
the Marines. I went to China like a day after I got out of Marine Corps, and I, I linked up with Ryan. And Ryan had been living in, in you know Hong Kong area, Shenzhen. Yep. So you were yeah. living out there. I lived out there from 2011, right after I graduated from University of Oregon, mm-hmm. and then moved out there for three years in South China, Guangzhou. Andrew mm-hmm. was coming through there on a on his deployment. Oh right, was the guy stopped there before. I, yeah, I went back out there after, but on the, you got deployed out there. Yeah, I was all throughout the Middle East, and on the way back, we stopped in Hong Kong for two days, kind of R and R. Okay, and, then, and uh, I go, I I was like, well, let's meet up, Avi. Like, let's hang out. I'm like right there across the border, so I cruise over. And I had these watch samples that I had found and kind of started to develop. And, I mean, this is the dream, working with your brother, your best totally. friend. We're, like, best friends. But we didn't necessarily, like, think about it at the time. Like, I wasn't necessarily going over I was just going over there because I respect his opinion probably more than anyone's. What do you think about this? I think it's dope. Andrew was like, hell, yeah, that's dope. It reminds me of home. Yeah. And then it just kind of – we were home that summer. I was home because I would come home for about a month every summer when I was living over there just to see fam. Andrew was home as well, and we were like, why don't we just do this together? Yeah, Why don't yeah, we just yeah. go into business? I was like, I could use a little cash to get this thing off the ground. <laughs> totally, yeah. I had no money. I was living poor, cash poor over there. And uh, huh. So what, what, how, how did you end up in China? What was that? After you got graduated college, what was it that took you over there? Uh, just the, the, the opportunity itself. I, I actually wanted to – I knew I wanted to start a brand. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to, a physical consumer product. And you, but you, were, you were living there? Lived there. Okay. Three years. Oh, so, shit, okay. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. We had an awesome group of uh, entrepreneurial friends who have all gone in to do good things. But we're, uh, yeah, we just, I, I knew that everything, I mean, if you think about it, is this all right, you think, Mike? Is that good there? We can, we right. can adjust it. It's all right. Hey. A little interruption. It's all right. Oh, man, we got to make sure we hear that killer voice of yours. <laughs> I pulled a... <laughs> he pulled a Pete a second pulled time. Pulled a Pete. It's all right, man. I love it. I like yanking on the mic. I can actually sit up. You saw my eyes going down at the mic. I'm like, is that all right? Yeah, I was wondering too. <laughs> all right, should be good. Okay, I'll just leave it. Like right there. Yeah. Hey, is it? Does it need to tweak at all though? Does that cover hit his face? No. Is it good? Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so you're with Entrepreneur Buddies? Yeah. So okay. I'm I'm out there. And I just I mean I, I went out there because everything. Let's be let's be real. I mean, Apple, Nike, mm-hmm. world class brands are manufacturing their products in China. That's just that's where it goes down. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, there's industries here in the U.S. and in other countries that manufacture. I mean, boots down in Mexico, Spain. I mean, there's mm-hmm. definitely places, but watches in particular, which I didn't know at the time. That's what I was gonna do. Uh, you know, you got what Switzerland, and you've got China. So yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother sidebar combo. But yeah, I, I I just thought that why not? You know, I grew up in Eugene. I went to school in Eugene. I was like 22, and why not just do it? Do yeah. it. But you had the foresight, like, hey, I'm gonna go out there, and you had something like yeah, there's something in the back of your head that you were going out there looking for from a, a like an entrepreneurial business perspective, yeah. So it wasn't just about going out there to travel. I will say that was amazing because I got to see Southeast Asia for three years, super cheap, mm-hmm. travel around, do the thing. But um, at the end of the day, the goal was what? <laughs> so, so when you, <laughs> you linked up, but then you said you got out of the Marines, did you move out there? Or no, just, were you- just did a few trips to kind of visit him and check, kind of get fully introduced to the supply chain. And yeah. uh, we were able to. Well, the timing yeah. was perfect. Yeah. I mean, literally, he, we launched with a Kickstarter campaign and Andrew was done with the military like three months later. Yeah. I was oh, still in when we launched Kickstarter. And so we, at that point, this is the end of 2013, right? We were delivering all those products for the Kickstarter. I decided that well, I, it's time to move back and mm. let's build a business. So 
I moved back, and it was either San Diego, where Andrew had been living for four or five years, which I would come every summer and loved. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to. Hard yeah. not, I mean, come on. And, or, or Oregon, which I really wasn't ready to go back. And, I mean, it's just I can't handle the rain anymore. So mm-hmm. um, it's an easy choice. <laughs> That's yeah. rad. Easy choice. Yeah. That's really rad. Yeah. What you, would what, you learn? What was your biggest takeaway living in China? It's kind of funny because two episodes that we had a, a guy who lived in China for a year too. So oh, we, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's the ability to adapt because um, you talk about culture shock. You know, when I first moved over there, thankfully I had some friends who helped me with you know getting an apartment, getting a cell phone. We had those little Nokia snake phones because I couldn't afford. This is when you iPhones didn't just roll over. You had to like jailbreak them. I don't know. So jailbreak. I, remember that? I love that term. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. Like oh, fair yeah. share and <laughs> limewire. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I feel like uh, just that ability to adapt was probably the biggest thing because you you're in a completely new country, especially for someone who really grew up in small town Oregon. For the yeah, I mean, yeah. Eugene's a small town; it's 150,000. We're our town yeah. is like 6,000. Yeah, Crystal people. Oregon, really yeah, small. Yeah. Our high school is like 400 kids, you know. So totally. Um, yeah, I would say just that was a huge one. Language food, mm. getting around, I mean, metro systems. But you, you learn to really appreciate it because, like, their public transit is, like, off the charts compared to, like, what we have here. Yeah. I mean, it's just really developed. I mean, Shenzhen, if you go there, it, I mean, it is – it looks like a futuristic city almost now. Really? Oh, yeah. It didn't when I first I moved there, but it's insane. Yeah, it's wild. Insane. That's yeah. rad. I mean, there's more 100-story buildings there than yeah. I think the U.S. has altogether. And you did three years? Three years, so – that's rad. And you were, in, you, were, you were in Marines four years. Yeah, four years in Marines, yep. That's, that's a crazy turn. I mean, it's a crazy transition, I mean, it's, it's, you know. It's, I mean, in, in similar but different ways, you know, you went from Eugene and growing up and you went moved over to China and you, you went, Eugene growing up and going in the military, mm-hmm. that you had to have some, some similar eerie, like, takeaways as well. Yeah, I mean, that was, I, it was go to, go to school or go get some life experience and kind of make, mm-hmm. make a man out of myself. And I feel like that was what was necessary for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to, yeah, it's crazy how I feel like the military has really helped me in business, you know, mm-hmm. and just my commitment to it. A, a you know, lot of military guys get out and end up getting in, starting a business. Start, it's they? starting to become yeah. a big thing amongst the vet community, especially here in San Diego. A lot of different networking groups and people that are becoming successful and yeah, sticking with it. Did you have a, I mean, if you could like sum up your experience in the military, was it all like you look back, everything was great, like learning experience and positive from, from being in? Because I know Marines is, is an intense. It's tough. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all, maybe some interesting experiences, you know, but I think I always try to look with a, you know, positive out my outlook and, you know, mm-hmm. take it, take it for what it was. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I, that is what I signed up to go over there and totally. fight and, and be amongst, you know, my brothers and, and, you know, sisters at that point, we started to see some female Marines join us but uh yeah it's definitely shaped me you know for who i am yeah i see it all the time yeah. in him is there still like will there always be a part of you like that marine in you oh yeah 100 percent. always miss it always thinking about it you know just it's part of me it's part of what shaped me especially at the, in those years at you know 18 to 22 it's when you learn to go off on your own and you know That's young. find your way when you yeah, look back yeah. now, don't you think even being in China or being in, in the Marines, you're like, I was a fucking baby. Like, oh, for sure. You know, I, 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 just a baby. It's crazy transitions, you know. And then the, yeah, yeah. Which, I'm 29 now. You know, the 22 to 29 has been crazy. And, yeah, it's always weird transitions like that. I know. That's wild. So, that, so then the timing of getting on the Marines and doing that, what was, I guess, like conversation one or day one that you really started, uh, you know, the rubber hit the road with, 
with OG. Well, it's crazy because we launched we launched a Kickstarter and we did two very successful Kickstarters. Became the third most funded fashion campaign on Kickstarter. No way. So it was yeah. there was kind of that instant overnight success to some degree. Is there, could you put your finger on why you think that it just fucking? You know, there's two things. The first campaign it was a little bit of right place, right time, very unique product. Yeah. Um, we were featured on the front page of Kickstarter pretty much the whole 30 days that we were running our. We did over 400 thousand on our first campaign. And but what what shaped us as businessmen was our second campaign because we weren't getting being competitive. We had to beat that first campaign. You know, Mm -hmm. we couldn't we couldn't undershoot that. But we had to learn how to drive traffic. You know, we weren't getting that. Kickstarter had grown a ton. Organic traffic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Kickstarter had grown. There was a lot of projects, so we had to fight and compete and drive traffic. And I'll I just add to that. I think there there's always a right time, right place. I actually been thinking a lot about this lately because like everyone will be like in, in every success, whether business or whatever it might be. There's always this element of what people call luck or right timing, mm-hmm. right place. But there's always a right time, right place. There's a right time, right place right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a, you know, and like whether it's a marketing channel, a new product that disrupts the ca- a category, whatever it might be, you just have to be willing to try and go find it. Mm-hmm. So like some people will be like, well, I can't launch a direct consumer brand because uh, Facebook ads are too expensive now and uh, so much saturation in the market. And like, you're just being pessimistic. Like, yeah, yeah. Think about it from all. Now there's infrastructure, there's Shopify, there's agencies that mm-hmm. are incredible at running ads. Anyway, now I'm getting sidebar- right. sidetracked. But no, no, but you're right. I yeah. love the idea of, um, anyway, just think more optimistically about that. Sometimes I'd be like, man, did we just get lucky? Like, yeah, we, we did get lucky in a, on that first campaign, if you, if you want to call it that. But we also had a super cool, unique product that we developed that yeah. didn't exist. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it ranked on the homepage because people were buying it. Yeah. yeah, People were backing the campaign. And the algorithm for Kickstarter at the time wasn't as sophisticated, if you will. So we just were right there mm-hmm. for like 30 days. Mm-hmm. So we had all that organic traffic coming in. It was just there. People were, you know. Yeah, and, and, and just like anything in business, then more people jumped on Kickstarter just the same yep. way more people yep. jumped on Facebook. Same so thing. Like, all you have to look at that is, is, first of all, it's a challenge. And secondly, like, okay, I got to look in different places. And I got to actually, yep. when, whenever people I feel like are forced to think, like, no, you just have to think a little bit harder. Yeah. Think a little harder. Like, sure, timing might have been great, but you're right. There's timing for something else right something now. Something else right now. They just want, you know, it, it's the quick one. Well, I didn't go on, I didn't, I went on quick Kickstarter and get this, didn't get the yeah. same results. Timing's different, man. Timing's different. Timing's different. So, opportunity so. meets preparation you know yeah, that's a real yeah. thing if you if you stay in the fire you're consistently learning and paying attention to the markets you know you're always going to be ready for that opportunity totally so so so, so when you said you're fighting on that second campaign how'd the second campaign go it went really it well went um we better, had a yeah. different strategy it actually went better yeah. we did another like 50 grand more really we did like 450 on the second one right yeah. and uh launched our second collection that way we've since not launched anything else which I don't know. You could argue on maybe, Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, on Kickstarter, yeah, I should Kickstarter, say. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it went really well. We but we had to drive a lot of our own traffic, so mm. profit margins were a little thinner on the on the second campaign. But we also were able to raise a nice chunk of chunk of change there yeah. on the second one. It introduced us to Reclaim Wood too. That was, that was when we launched our whiskey mm. barrel collection, which is a, a staple piece within our collection, Reclaim Wood. And with the whiskey barrel was by far the best seller amongst that second Kickstarter. We're like, wow, there's a real nice niche here for us to start reclaiming and being sustainable and kind of growing the brand around that. So mm-hmm. it was a kind of a great test for us yeah. to get that out there. Well, crowdfunding is good. I, I always tell people if they have an idea and they don't have the funding or can't get a loan or can't raise capital, that go the Kickstarter or crowdfunding, whatever it might be, Indigo, there's various ones, is a good way to prove, prove the concept that there's totally. an even demand out there for it. So totally. did one of you, or, or maybe both, 
have like the this because it's in the fashion category. Mm-hmm. One of you have like more of the fashion background or fashion <laughs> interest, or is it or is it both? I think Ryan does. I probably I think Ryan's more well versed. <laughs> It's hard to say. I don't think either of us are, you know, our uh, fashion guru guys. But I, but I, I was always like from a young age into sneakers and accessories mm-hmm. and things like that. Like as a as a man, there aren't very many things we can do to sort of like make that statement. Like yeah. I think women have more options. Like yep. just from an accessory perspective, clothing. You know, I actually am like thank God because I feel like they're always having to like reinvest in all these things where it's like throwing a sick pair of kicks. With, yeah. some, with some jeans and a tee, and it's like, you're, you're good, a sick watch. Um, I think that was, like, so I was kind of into that, I think, the idea of fashion and, like, that whole idea of self-expression. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, I feel know. like guys, and, and you can probably speak on this, guys have been more conscious of it, though, in the last, yeah. for sure, like, the last yeah. decade or so, like, yep. conscious of buying online or buying, like, what they wear, how they look. Yeah. How, I, I feel like it's... Totally. Wasn't the term back in the day, like... You were called a metro. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that what it was? Yeah, it was Me- a metro. But I feel like person. now, guys in general, I feel like there's more. The majority of them are like they actually care about what they wear on their wrist, on their shirt, totally. their shoes, all that. Yeah. And they're spending more yeah. for sure too, which is which is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's good stuff. So you're more the up? fashion guy, huh? It's fashionista. I don't know if you will. <laughs> no. I mean, between us two, which yeah, ain't saying much. So. Yeah, <laughs> and we're in San Diego. I will say that's one thing for people, you know that. If you haven't been here, it's not, this isn't a fashion capital. It's it would be so laid back. Yeah. You totally. know, I feel like when I wear like just boots, sometimes I'm overdressed, you know? Yeah. yeah but, true. uh, so when you said you got introduced to the reclaim wood, I guess so. Cause I, I think a lot of people on here might not know as well as I know, like, um, talk, talk through that. And like, for, first off, like what, you know, the basis yeah. of, of your watch and how, what it was built off of. But I, I probably don't know the full story on like the introduction to reclaim wood and how that all happened. Oh, I hit that. Yeah, either way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like Andrew said, this started with the whiskey collection mm-hmm. in terms of reclaimed wood, and that was a um, that's actually a funny story in the terms of that trade show. We were out at Magic doing a trade show in the beginning. I think we'd been there for three full days and had like got one account in like Arkansas or some shit. Like, you know, like we were out there and it wasn't going that well. Mm-hmm. So this is like a good story for like. There's always that silver lining. If we hadn't gone. I went and met this guy who represented Jim Beam, and he was like, hey, uh, you guys ever thought about making watches? We actually had thought about it, but it was like, he, he was like, well, what if we did a little licensing deal? You know, you got, we got you got some barrels. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helped kind of push us over the edge to do it. Mm. But if we hadn't gone, like, who's to say we wouldn't have done it? So anyway, what was that's... What intention for... What were you going for? Like, what was... Sign up retailers. Yeah, wholesale. Okay. Uh, wholesale accounts. And this was a trade show where? In Vegas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Called Magic. It's Magic, right, yeah. Yeah, one of the big fashion It's the shows. big ones. And I'll never, still never forget the first time I walked in there. And uh, we had, like, watches and, like, a couple Kinko's posters, you know? <laughs> and uh, Do you have any pictures from it? Oh, yeah. I like, think oh, I yeah. do. I'll have to send some That's to you. Big, we definitely have I some. think we do. We, we since grew, and we've done a bunch of trade shows and stuff. But uh, and retail's a whole other part of the business we can talk about later. But um, we've learned a lot about that as well. But you walk in, and, like, it was, like, Levi's and, you know, Fossil. And like the you're like, boost, you know. and I I'm arrived just about shit because I'm like, well this yeah. isn't you know because yeah. I mean they're spending hundred grand on boots oh, yeah. right at least or whatever and they got a whole team to set them up and I'm like here's my box and I like so I mean you live and you learn <laughs> but it's a funny experience man like yeah. to think it's, about it's funny you said that and we were talking about uh, 
Chase before you came on. Yeah, Because yeah, he yeah. talked about his first, uh, I think it was a trade show or some sort of function. Yeah, it was out in Florida, the Surf Expo. That yeah. one was one. He had he had that one where he was put next to Under Armour. Oh. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And they're the same <laughs> thing. Like, you go in there, is everything yeah. short of... You know, you could slam dunk and do with all the, all the shit in there. Trampolines and shit in there, probably. <laughs> yeah, but I think he was talking about his first, uh, it was some sort of similar where they had a booth set up. I want to say it was up at State uh, or SDSU. And they went, they were gassed up. It was their first, like, uh, order amount, too. And they were intent, oh, we're just going to fly through this because I believe they did a crowdfunder. They were doing stuff I on Facebook and they were getting did. such yeah, good feedback know, yeah. that they're, like, in person, had the setup, and they sold, like, two pairs. Yeah. And it's tough. harsh out there. And, and I, tough. and, and like <laughs> that, that question pops in my head as you're talking about, cause I'm sure you've got, done several trade shows. When you first started, was there that like, just that slap in the face, those slap in the face moments. Cause for him, it was like him and his partner looking like it, it's a, uh, it checks your, uh, how, how much you're into the brand at that point, right. because they kind of got taken down a couple yeah. notches and they came back and were questioning themselves. Yep. Do you, have you had any of those moments where like, oh man, we just got our ass kicked? Yeah, I think there was a few big learning lessons. You know, we we learned that direct to consumer online was going to be our path to growth. Mm-hmm. So we focused on that pretty much since the beginning. We get slapped in the face by re- really not managing our forecast at the beginning, selling too much inventory. You know, we weren't very polished businessmen at the time, so mm-hmm. we'd sell, sometimes sell units we didn't really have. We just create problems for our own self. And that was just part of learning and trying to grow too fast. Mm. Um, so I think that was a big, yeah, that was but a big learning. <clears> I think those inventory management's like a whole thing for sure. If you're selling product, yeah. um, just buying too much of the wrong thing, or yeah. like Andrew said, maybe selling too whatever. I think like to to your point as well about maybe getting slapped in the face like by walk. I remember when we would walk into like whole Andrew and we'd walk into like our we didn't know right and we walk in. It actually sounds similar to Chase. Like we'll roll in and the people are just like what. No, like this isn't how it's done, and so your ego gets a little checked. Totally, because you, you, we had just sold all these watches, like four hundred grand. You know, you're thinking like yeah, yeah. Online, everyone's yeah. gonna buy this, yeah, and then you know, retailers in particular, they're just it's a, there's a way to go about it. So yeah, I, definitely there was times when you feel like you kind of walk back to that. You're like, does anyone actually want this? Yeah, you know, yeah, and that you have to yourself. persevere because now, I mean, you sold a lot of watches. So yeah. have you guys have you guys leaned on any sort of like. Uh, it sounds like it's been a lot of trial and error and, and learning and burning through the process. Have you ever leaned on or had through the process like a mentor or someone in this space or anybody who's, who, who's coached through this? Or is it, is it all been like, hey, we, we learned as we I went? Mean, it's always important to keep those people close. We have a lot of professional friends that keep us, but being able to be close, connected in this in- industry, you know, seeing Chase and some, some of the other brands, in the, especially in San Diego, you know, being able to connect with them and just kind of seeing what's working for them, just kind of being st- study the game. And that's kind of how I feel like I've yeah. at least been able to stay polished. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine you guys probably you lean, lean on each other quite we a do. bit too. We do. Is yeah. there a time where one, one or the other one's like, fuck man, I'm down. Like I'm down and out. Another one's like up here. Are you generally on the same, on the same levels? Go ahead. We all have those days, right? I think, you know, I, well, shit, I'll go. I, I think uh, it's funny because, like, we've become more level-headed. I think as you mature, mm-hmm. you've been in the game longer. That's just an aspect of life. I've actually, re- like, there's so many things. Like, like I really have started, like, meditating a lot lately. Yeah. And it's helped me so much just, like, not have so much of this. Mm-hmm. Like, my highs are probably aren't as high, but my lows aren't as low. Yeah. And so you're able to just kind of stay a little more balanced. Like I've noticed that, but like in the beginning, oh for sure, we were younger, wasn't doing that shit. Like 
you know, just living in work, more immature. But like, I remember we would switch off. Like, I'd have two bad weeks, and Andrew would be like, "It is fine." And then Andrew would have like two bad weeks. It would swing for sure. We definitely would swing. There was like a couple years there where I feel like it was like seriously like. So it was good to have each other for Don't sure. Don't you think it's, it's, it's like so much can be, of it can be shaped around just learning how to manage the bad yeah. and manage the yeah, problems? Totally. Manage the bad. That, if I could like now hearing that, like summing it up, like, no, it's how you manage the adversity and manage the bad that really makes the difference. And that's yep. an age thing. That's it is. Also, it you got to get yeah. burned quite a bit. <laughs> There's no other way to get that's it. Mistakes. You know, you can yeah. be coached or told what to do, but until you actually feel the burn, yeah. like you're not going <clears> to learn. And, and it's funny going off what you said too, because I, uh, I was talking with someone the other day is I was, like, reminiscing on uh, who I was five years ago. And even, like, not just in business, but in business, for sure, I'm like, fuck, I didn't know a lot of the stuff I yeah. know now. But personally, too, like, whether it's, like, the relationship I'm in or with friends, I'm like, I was such a bonehead. Yeah. <laughs> but I told the person, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say that about myself five years from now. Yep. I'm 100% yep. going to say that both in business and personally. So, like, maybe that's the, yeah. op- the optimistic cup staying full. But it's true. But it's yeah. absolutely true. Do I need to raise this up at all, you think? It's fine? Okay, cool. Yeah. I just want to make sure. It's definitely a balanced lifestyle. You know, you learn, you learn that through the years, how to balance, you know, work-life balance. It's so important, you know, and making sure you're healthy and, ta- and taken care of, you know, because you, you can get stuck in this grind, you know, 24-7. It's really important, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I managing. see you guys pumping iron at the gym quite a bit. It's, so it's just staying mobile. Trying to keep up with you. Just staying mobile. Oh, yeah, dude, come on. No, no, pumping iron at the gym, but... How how is how specifically have you seen like results from medi- meditation? Meditation is insane, yeah. insane. I just use the Calm app, so simple. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I just do the, a lot of the a lot of the guided meditations daily. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of good walking stuff or just little break off things. I do a lot. There's a lot of stories they can do like nighttime. Th- I really just focus mainly on the meditation side of it. I'm still like I consider myself a beginner for sure. I've been doing it about a year, year and a half now, but I've got a lot of meditations logged now. And I, Andrew, I think you even told, you told me. I think this was about six months ago. I was telling him I've been staying up. With him. He's like, I think I can. Remember that you were like, I think I can tell. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know? Could just tell like, what? Could tell that I'd been doing it. Because oh, yeah. oh really? I was just oh, more. Sure. Yeah, just know. balanced throughout the day and level headed and eager, excited. Just kind of optimi- more you can optimistic. More optimistic. You, you, you can just see that mental frame. You know, you handle shift. the bad and like. I mean, it's just about main. No, it's meditation is just non reactivity, right? That's the whole premise of it, right? So yeah. good, bad, whatever, sad. Like, don't react really to anything which is kind of like hard to wrap your head around it's like wait a minute how am i supposed to just not react to anything yeah but it will help you you know focus on your breath and ultimately not what's Mm -hmm. going on like good or bad so that you can just keep growing because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like you your your brain can't handle that like Mm -hmm. as humans like we need to you have to stay balanced you have to stay focused on kind of what's going on versus because you otherwise you'll just be off and La La Land, because you're, like, so jacked, which it's cool. Obviously, we all want yeah, to celebrate yeah. the wins, but there's a lot of bad shit that happens on a daily basis in life. Yeah, I, I, I think the biggest benefit I've seen, just specific on meditation, is what's happened um, is we aren't alone just with our thoughts anymore. Yeah. You know, because there's always, there's always something that we can have kind of incoming. You know, and I, I tell people, like, uh, decision fatigue is a, is a real thing. But data fatigue is also a real thing, and data is just like everything you're always constantly receiving that we, we rarely just sit. Right. I think pe- some oh, people yeah. just can't do it. Yeah. Just sure. sit with your thoughts, and it's, it's why I, like, I got really big on, um, on sleep last year, sleep study and sleep research and how important it is. Yep. 
And it would always like drive me crazy. And I'm sure you guys have had these moments and a lot of people have is where like, I, I, it takes me forever to fall asleep. Well, someone pointed out to me, they're like, it takes you a while because it's probably the first time in the day that you're alone with your thoughts. So your thoughts just fucking run oh, amok, which is true. Sense, yeah. So I, I look, I'm like, okay, I need to schedule at least one other time of the day where I just sit and like unravel yep. all those fucking crazy thoughts or from the day. Cause you guys probably jump meeting to meeting, you have yeah, incoming me, yeah. and problem and put up fire. And then you have a girlfriend and she has a, yeah. that when you lay down to bed, you're like, you think about all of them. You're like, fuck an hour just went by. It's yeah. midnight. I laid down 11 o'clock. What the hell's going on? Yeah, I was laughing the, on my way to the gym this morning because I think I had woke up like, what did I, I think some shit happened. I don't remember. It was like 6. What did I do? Something happened at home. I get to the office. There was like a water leak. So then I mopped the floor. Like this is, you know what I mean? You just became the janitor. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, I no. get, I'm like, should I, I haven't even worked out yet. And I feel like I'm like, <laughs> like this day, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I got to go to this podcast, which I'm stoked about, but I'm like, I got shit. I, you know, yeah. it's not even 7.30 yet. So I have a rule on, cause we try to do our podcasts in the morning time. Uh, yeah. But I have a rule that I won't like, I won't do my normal touching base with like work related stuff. Because it can totally fucking yeah, set me off. Man. And yeah. I just like to be, you know, because the morning for me, that's why you guys are early workout. Yeah. All my, like my early, early morning is dedicated to that's like me, my time. Yep. Um, so if I can stay in that space going to the podcast and then right when it closes out, like, okay, boom, yeah, gone. Can, yeah. but that's yeah. like, that's the rule I've created. Yeah. For yeah, it. I love that. That's smart. Do, do you that. do do you do similar? Do you have other like so vices that you? I've have? been focusing on, just heavily on my diet. To be honest, that's mm. been my biggest yeah, focus for for last yeah. year and into this year. Just my diet, what I'm ingesting on a daily, how I'm taking care of my body. It's, it was at one point it was really needed just for some of the injuries I've sustained mentally, physically. It, it was neat. It was at a point where I needed to make a shift in that. And I try trust me, I tried everything. Mm -hmm. try, tried acupuncture. Tried so many methods of American medicine to some degree. Well, even prescription drugs. Prescription, the, the you know, really? oh, the VA yeah. had me what loaded. Specifically, what were you having like issue, most issues with? Lot, lots of pain. Pain management was a huge thing for me. Um, you know, a lot, lot of mental, lot of mental, uh, situ, you know, PTSD. You know, to be oh, just really? be just be straight. And you know, it was a struggle for me for years. You know, and obviously we're growing this brand, which doesn't obviously help because there's so much stress included in it all. Yeah. Um, but I love it. So let's not let's not uh -huh. forget that. And uh, it, after try, I mean, I could put out a number right now of how much money I'd put into kind of getting back even keel. I don't need to, but there was a lot of money invested in that. And where I saw the biggest difference in all of it was my diet. When I was really? when I started to lean out on the meat, which I don't eat at all anymore, kind of yeah. started to go plant based. I swear to I swear to you, my whole all my inflammation had. I don't take anything. I mean, it was bad. I'll be. Really? I'll, I can tell. I'm I can totally clean bad. at this. You know, clean. Maybe, he, he couldn't clean because I had to do it. I was in a lot of injuries. You know, you had the motorcycle accident. The motorcycle well. accident plus the military, multiple things on my shoulder, spine, neck, the whole thing, knees oh, from the military. It was fine, but you know what's amazing about it is there was five years of this crazy, like what seemed as like this bad thing, but I was learning so much about my body, my mind, and now I feel like I have you know not full control, but better. More control. More control, and yeah. to where I've been able to champion all those things, you know, and feel the best best yeah. me at this point. When, when did that first, like, when did you first come across, like, uh, nutrition or diet? Like, what, what got that in front of you? It was probably 2017, 18, when I had been trying to make differences for about three, four years, and I wasn't seeing a change. And my mom, you know, has always been gluten-free. She never ate vegetarian, gluten-free since we were kids. And she always just mentioned, like, try this, try this. I swear to you, you know, I feel yeah. better. 
And when I just kind of focus on what I was putting in my body, you know, as fuel and, and what, you know, what's feeding me, you know, it, it made the biggest change I've ever seen in my life. That's massive. Yeah. That's massive. Did you, did you talk much about uh, PTSD when you were like, when you were going through it or still might be? I don't know. I'm, I, you know, honestly, now that I feel like I've somewhat championed, I feel more comfortable talking about it. Uh, when I was really in the heyday there for right after, it was really hard to, to express and, and, and reach out to even pe- people in the veteran community. I just started doing that about a year and a half ago and just kind of reconnecting. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to touch it. You know, I want to close yeah. the door on that whole thing. And that's just, that's how we kind of operate. I think as a whole, that's what we're trained to do when we're in, we have to close that door and just keep moving survival, you know, and, but now that I, I'm my own, I'm a free man, you know, and I'm not involved in that, you yeah, know, I've yeah. been able to yep. kind of champion that stuff. What was that going on in the thick of like OG, like starting OG? For sure, the, yeah. So right, it's compounding the, stress. Yeah, it's stress. compounding and, and, you know, not addressing it, you know, things, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So don't you wish if you could go back like 22 or like early 20s, I think the number one thing I wish I would have done better is the nutrition yeah. side of it. And, and you just, again, Say like five years from now, I'll say I'm young and dumb now. Right, right. But I I was pretty young and dumb because I still was really active, worked out all the time. Like I look back and I I wasn't like the fast food guy either, but I didn't put the greatest shit in my body. And I probably could have been a lot better just overall. Right. Now that, and and I can't pinpoint when I started thinking about it, but dude, I couldn't agree more that I, I, I wish there was more emphasis on, I mean, a lot of people put an emphasis on physically going and working out and like, a lot of other stuff that you see that's trending online or right. social media, like, dude, nutrition is so important for like yep. mental health. Right. Obviously, a big thing. Physical health is yeah. a big thing. Yeah. That uh, it's it's a it's challenging to do. Like to your point, there there's certain things that you could be eating that it seems like this is good, but no, it's actually creating inflammation. Yeah. yeah. And if people were, more, if I could even be, I'm not educated by any stretch, but uh, more educated, on it'd be huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's important. I I love that the. It's becoming more mainstream, if you will. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my buddy Ian the other day, and he, he hates using this like more woke. You know? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, but it's like I guess we are. But it's it's one of those things. Like I'm glad that we, as a generation or this generation, is understanding the benefit of that. Um, yeah. From a diet perspective, I it just it's critical. I yeah, think I've been I've been too. working yeah. at it. I'm not. I haven't got to his level yet. I mean, he's like been committed. I'm like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Steakhouse, see what happens. He's like, no, no, how you doing? Pasta. I'm like, uh, all right, okay. Wait, so I was asking. So you're are you vegan? More vegetarian than vegan. More vegetarian. Yeah, pescatarian. You know, I eat fish. I do eat fish. Okay. I can. I need yeah, some. Okay, I need some, I need some brain food here and there. You got, you got to yeah. ease into it. Yeah, I got to ease into it. But it's been easy, man. Okay, because really I, I swear you mentioned about the pokey shot. You'll eat our pokey. Oh hell pokey yeah! Shot. I can't. We'll not wait for the pokey okay. shot. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have Which, we're gonna way. have vegan options, but I want to make sure you're dipping into the salmon we, and the tuna. Uh, we, we're close to launch here. Kind of, the first weekend of March. Love Amen. It. First weekend of March. That's I always better. add a dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where we're at right now. But we actually have food as of yesterday. Okay, we got the rice going on. So like you know, it's a it's construction related, other shit related. Standard. And what's yeah. good is we we have a lot of experience, and our other partner Kenny on it has a lot of experience that no yeah. one's like pounding their head against the wall. Like this is how how it works. Yeah. But you guys are going to be one of the first invites because it's, it's your it's your back door. Yeah, and right I talk there. to TJ all the time yeah. about it. Um, I'm I'm confident it's going to be worth worth all the stress I, and headache. I know we're excited. We can't we can't wait. Uh, but do you guys do you guys pass down? It sounds like you're getting like very um, between like the meditation diet all that. Do you pass that down in your company culture? Is that part of OG's culture? 
I think it is to some extent. I do think we're still in sort of the beginning stages, if you will, uh, of doing it for ourselves. But OG is a very family-oriented culture. Like we, I, I think all small companies like to like to take that approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel that truly we that's how we that's how we've approached the the business in terms of who we hire and a lot of people are kind of like friends like at the mm. end of the day which has been really nice and um but that's a good idea and then yeah. you bring yeah. it up like how could we insert some of that into the culture totally. like not just like like the family aspect but like how can we educate a little more yeah. i like that a lot. I, yeah we, we really do we do subtle parts but we do like a monthly we have to get back on track yeah. But we do a monthly like company, <laughs> uh, office workout. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. That will go off site, and we have like See, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. just just something that at least gets that uh, in the front of it. We did like a company happy hour, but that's probably not falling into the health and wellness. Yeah, category. we do a lot of that. We do well, hey, we've we been talking about balance though. Yeah, we got to because I think health, um, wealth, relationships, and play, which we call it, play, mm-hmm. is just having fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I had this coach who was kind of helping me. I have a bad shoulder actually, and. He was kind of helping me with a lot of like the neuro, um, neuroscience type stuff. So it was less about like my physical shoulder and more about like how I could get like getting in the weeds, but mm-hmm. the stibular system. Like he would, we would do these eye things like pencil push-ups where you bring a pencil and you follow it in and they follow it out. Mm-hmm. And like my shoulder would feel better. And shit. Like it was weird. Cardinal anyway, shit. he would coach oh. me through a lot of this stuff like play. He's like, he's like, do you play? And like, like a kid. Yeah, you like, lose that, right? It's different like than it was. We're not swinging on you know, monkey bars and shit like that, but we could mm-hmm. like just go out and do like, we forget as, as grownups <sighs> totally. to play like working out is part of that. But that I, I kind of categorize that as like health mm-hmm. more than play. I agree. Like no, I agree. working out's fun and we all enjoy it, but like golf is like more play, that like le- real leisure stuff. Doing whatever. Yeah. I mean, even going to happy hour, I would consider that playing. Totally agree. Yeah. And, and it's tough because it's, once you get to a certain point, especially you guys with running the company and it's growing and growing and growing, you almost have to like, schedule in playing yeah otherwise you just you just don't do it it, you know it's so important that's part of the that's got to be part of the culture too um but so we i mean we we talked about watches falling off the back the truck talked about bar (laughs) so when because you guys have had a definite and i don't know like enough um kind of reconnecting the dots if there's like a major pop or a couple pops that really fucking were your springboards what catch us up to speed on Uber watches falling out to, yeah. oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, you if, wanna, if there's a cliff yeah. notes of that, I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know a, it's a lot of work, but what? what yeah, what I mean, some we, of the you know, we we continue to just find traction online, and we're able to just kind of figure out that algorithm. And once we, as creatives, we 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 saw ourselves being able to create all these unique watches whether it was all the licensed stuff we were able to do with the mlb we worked with the golden state warriors where we took the championship court we're getting a lot of the wins duke university virginia people people are reaching out to us to work with us and we're able to get these mm-hmm. licenses sell the product you know our, our social medias every, everything's starting to pop off and we're able to just scale and grow the company yeah. and, it, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't just like you know it was it was just a, a solid growth you know and, yeah, and it, yeah. was, it was manageable you know to some degree yeah. and and yeah, yeah. I think that, that's the best. That's probably the best type of yeah. growth. It's just yeah. organic, consistent. Well, I think Chase not to keep bringing that, but I actually just watched that episode. I think he talked about hitting singles, yeah. and I loved that because I've always put, I, Andrew. I don't know if that's like a generational thing as well, but I feel like I, I like to be a little bit more like that in business too. Like mm-hmm. I've worked with some other people, and it, the thing is, like media and investors, it's like all about this crazy growth. Well, that's cool and all, but like that's just getting the headlines. 
number one, super difficult, and number two, super risky. Mm-hmm. And doesn't happen that often. So what's cool is having a sick business that makes money yeah. and like growth if if you can and you can and you yeah. see the opportunity to push on the gas, step on the gas and scale, do it. Mm-hmm. Like we're not dumb. But I just feel like, you know, sometimes we get tricked as oh. entrepreneurs or whatever, if there's people you want to get into business, don't get so enthralled or like with what you see in the news because mm-hmm. like people exiting for hundred million, whatever. That's amazing. Like mm-hmm. one of the best things, like that's what we all get, you know, at the end of the day, kind of ultimately are looking to do. But like, there's also a lot I of, I enjoyed yeah. like just the journey. The totally. Path. There's a lot of love and creating, creating freedom for yourself and profitability. You know, mm-hmm. we were talking about this last night with our friend from Hong Kong. He's here for a few days. You know, and he's just he's created an amazing amount of freedom and, and profit in his business. He doesn't have the biggest he's got four people. top line number, but he's, he's got, got a yeah. awesome he's got four business. people. He travels the world, and, he, and he's sometimes if, if all you're doing is focus on that top line number, though, yeah. and you lose the fun part, the play yeah. part, and, and at yeah, that point, it almost that. feels like more of a more yep. of a chore or hassle. And and dude, I I, I love that and, and hearing him say, especially coming from a guy who while we were sitting having that episode. He's in the process of this massive buyout. <laughs> massive and he's still exit, talking about yeah. hitting singles, but it's it's uh, it's the yeah. result of and and that shit for anybody who listened. And, and if we did recap, that, I'd be like, no, you can hit your way. Singles will get your way into into that into where sure. you're going. But but I think I chimed in on that because I'm a firm believer. Is I think right now everybody's trying to hit home runs. I'm like, if you have a team who needs you to just to get on the base, and I yeah. feel like that almost every day. Coming like, right. I just got to get on base every yep. day, even like, no matter what level we get at. Because if I keep swinging for home runs and don't get on base, we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I, I, so true, I think though. that's what's happening to a lot of people now yeah. is they're trying to go for their home run because yeah. and and full circle on in the weeds like, yeah, you should you should always have that so to speak home run, right. but more people need to be uh, in in the awareness of hitting just that single, get yeah. that single, yeah. get the business plan written, yeah. you know, get the first step. And it doesn't always have to apply to just, yeah. just business. Like yeah. this can relate to so many things personally too. Like the person who wants to fucking, I want to look like her yeah. Yeah. on That's the thing. physically like, well, you have to go to the gym first week. Yeah. You know, but I want to be a her. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the single. All of that. That's stuff. hitting the single. Yeah. yeah. yeah self-awareness, you know, it's a big thing right now. Self-awareness and not trying to keep up with everybody looking around trying yeah. to be this it's just knowing where you're at right now and being able to address you know, the last 10 years and this is like specific i think around direct to consumer because it's like that is like the hot thing for the last the 2010 to 2020 that decade was in terms of business i think the direct to consumer era mm-hmm. right like it's still moving in that direction we all know retail's a you're not going well you know macy's i think just closed another 150 stores i mean it's like not going well but I think that everyone now knows that's the pillar, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to start a business, a consumer product business, like, own the customer, direct to consumer, like, cut out the middleman was such a thing for a while. And I still think, like, certain brands are built on that. But I think what's happening is there's, like, this correction. Like, it's correct cor- correcting course in the sense, like, what I was just talking about. People are less focused on that top line. Like, top line was super cool because people wanted to sell on multiple on growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all these businesses failed doing that. So now yeah, people are yeah. going, oh, why not just build the business to whatever level it can get profitably, and that's worth money too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, we actually enjoy our, our lives yeah, yeah. at the same time rather than making ourselves go crazy. Yeah. So, I'm, so glad, I'm glad that that's becoming cool again. Yeah. Because like, we we're all living in this you know, fake now. world for a while there where it's like everyone was just, like, you know, you know, chasing their tails a little bit, and it's like, you know, yeah. come back to earth 
so I have two questions because I, I totally believe in that. And I also think if you, if you keep that course, I think people are trying to force that meeting with like a gym beam, but you were just following the yeah. course doing, you know, all the right steps and you never know when that introduction or yeah. that meetings, as long as you're following the course and then you have those nice little, that, that could be the little subtle home run that you have yeah, out of right, nowhere, right. but you were following the course. Right. You weren't chasing it. Yep. And my second, my second, if that was a, was a question, <laughs> so that was a, the last yeah, decade, yeah. 2010 to 2020. What do you think the 20 to 20 to 2030? That's a pretty good question. I, oh, yeah, go ahead. Lifetime yeah, value, you, you know, customer lifetime value and loyalty, you know, bringing them back, mm. creating a unique, great product, you know, something that can stand out and that actually creates value for them, you know, month mm. over month, you know, a good price point and bringing them back. You know, do you think you're going to, that we'll continue to see retail decline? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you're seeing, too, is, like, these brands, like, take a Lululemon, right? Like, mm-hmm. they've been direct to consumer since the start. I talk with my friends about this all the time. Like, they're, what, $3 billion or something in, like, top line. But they've owned the customer since day one. They have mm-hmm. no retail unless it's their own. Yeah. And, like, I think they're, like, a, a good example of what I – mean, that's $3 billion, But, like, you can do that on a smaller scale. And I, owning the customer relationship is so critical long term mm-hmm. and of, mm-hmm. it has the most value. Mm-hmm. So – you know, that's why people are skeptical of Amazon. They're, I'm not knocking anyone who does that because people hustle. You can't knock the hustle. People make money yeah, yeah, doing yeah. that. But I think what's most valuable is owning the relationship yeah, so you can market I back love, to I them. You know, watches are tough because, like, I think they lend themselves to, like, people want a collection of watches. Totally. So we actually got to get you set up. I, got, I think I got one or two. Oh, you do? Okay. I got we a need a new fresh. I, I do. I got a funny story about that, too. But. Yeah, I just think that that's, to Andrew's point, retention, <laughs> lifetime value, like these are buzzwords, but I, I, authenticity, like let's just keep rattling them off. But like, how can we create value for the customer? Like people don't really want to see value at this, now. They don't necessarily want just the cheapest. They want something to last, right? Mm-hmm. So like, in, there's a saying out right there, but it's like basically buy less that lasts longer, you know, so you don't mm-hmm. have to just keep, like fast fashion, right? Yeah, like yeah. Like H&M and Zara, and that's all good. And that, there's, a time, there's a place for that, but I think ultimately people want to buy that T-shirt that they can wash 25 times and totally. then replace it versus wear it maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Totally. So I'll get the elephant out of the room because I just realized, what the fuck did I wear this watch <laughs> for on this episode? <laughs> it's all good. When you say, I'm like, what? I think I have two or three on my, on my stand up. Hey. It's all love. I'm going to say it. Hey. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Elephants out. I'll throw it across the room. No, you guys. no, okay. no, please. It's a nice no, one. It's, it's a nice one. Hey, putts. We got love. We got love for Nick. Free putsy. But I will tell you, <laughs> this, the funny part was, this was this was maybe 2016 or 15. I always go back to Arizona. That's where my mom lives. And no joke. Um, she had one of my gifts under the tree was an OG watch. Oh, amen. And I nice opened mama. it, and my mom, my mom tries, and I, I've, I've tried for especially the last couple of years, and it's not me being like the Scrooge. I just yeah. say, Mom, I, I, there's I, like nothing. I'm not a kid anymore. Telling you, I want this bike. Or I'm yeah. like, I'm not saying I have wants. I'm just, it's, it's not there anymore. Buy nothing. And I, yeah. I even one year was like, Why don't we? Like the day before Christmas Eve, let's just go out and spend money on each other. Right. Yeah. And we attempted That's to, and the next day. Christmas hits and I got a fucking tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, mom, I don't, I don't shop there anymore. And oh my God, this, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. But she had an OG watch yeah. and I look, I, I immediately like my act, my reaction was, must've been stranger. Cause I look, I'm like, mom, 
how the fuck did you know? Like, what? <laughs> I see your events all the time yeah, and yeah, I see yeah, them yeah, on it. Yeah. So I started following. She followed it through Facebook and she went straight through your ordering process. That's Didn't awesome. know just oh, on right. a whim, saw them through events. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. There's a silver lining there. I love it. I don't know if you don't own my mom as a customer yet, but yeah, that, that's doing. my next question is, is it's so big in like the personal retail or even like we're a lot in hospitality and restaurants and that, that scene is, is creating regulars um, and loyalty to the customers. Is it harder owning your customer, connecting with them when it's, it's like a digital, it's primarily a digital relationship? You know, is that, is that a challenge? I, I think with our team that we have, the content and the concepts we come up with, it, and everyone's so digital, media focused, mm-hmm. social, all that. I think with our team, we're able to do it better, to be honest, mm-hmm. than in a retail environment. Sure, a watch you do want to try on, you want to feel the quality. I feel like our team does a great job, you know, putting mm-hmm. that content out yeah, that's and, relatable. And 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 we're trying to do things constantly. We're just we got, we're actually getting ready to launch like a, a YouTube series where our new watch designer talks about just watch education. Because a lot of people wear watches, but they actually don't know what the hell go how it works, mm-hmm. if it's multifunction, things like that. A lot of our watches are. Um, and then Andrew and I talking a lot about the inspiration for why we designed it this way, why that material. So that's a good way to connect. Yeah. I think, again, like to, re- to your point about retail, though, that's why all the best direct-to-consumer brands now have their own retail locations because mm-hmm. that touch point is critical for mm-hmm. building a relationship, letting them see the product. Who cares if they buy it or not? Because at the end of the day, as long as they buy either in that mm-hmm. retail or online – at the yeah, end of the yeah, day, right. sales a sale, and I know that's how a lot of the brands are looking at it these days. Um, you know, the aways of the world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Warby Parker was like the first, right? And so I think that's the, that's the dream. You know, if we could go back, I would say we probably would have done that from day one versus trying to go and invest. You don't know what you don't know, and in wholesale distribution deals with big box retail because that's super tough, not getting any better, and it's just changing. It's just evolved yeah, yeah, yeah. to what it is mm-hmm. now. And so I would love to now have like three or four of our own stores. I was just sure. about to you ask, know? is that something you guys ever plan on having? Yeah, we're, I think so. Yeah, we've looked at a few stores out in New York and L.A. And oh, We almost yeah. did one last yeah, August. Did yeah. um, we didn't pull the trigger, but I mean, those rent. That's the thing is I, I don't really look at it as a profit center, though. Yeah, it's, it's a touch point for the touch customer. Point, yeah. Interesting. You were looking at New York? Yeah, Bleecker Street out there. There was a nice rent. There was a nice rent, rental space that we're looking at and just – it was probably a great time, you know, but we are still looking at potentially in LA too. Like why not? Yeah. Out yeah. Kenny area or something. So is there, is there people in, in your company? Cause that's got to take like a really passionate, right person who, who really owns the, the owning the, the customer right. part of it. Is there like a, a, a team or, or. I mean, customer service obviously is, is there to handle issues more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Andrew and I do do a good job. I like to think we do of kind of like, being sort of the face in a lot of ways um, with that customer mm. and explain, you know, whether it's on social media, through this new YouTube series, uh, whatever that might be. But mm. I, I wouldn't say there's like a dedicated resource. I think everyone's just kind of committed to it. Uh, you know? Totally. A lot of hats so, in a small company. Yeah. yeah so yeah. What, is, what is now, what is your guys' roles individually kind of boiled down to now that you've grown the way you have and, and I'm sure added employees and added a lot more problems, departments, yeah. um, processes? What like if what summarizes and and, and it's funny because I said you became the janitor cleanup because I, I there's never I, I wouldn't I don't ever yeah. know if there's a title that that sums it up but do you guys have like specific you know seats yeah. that you're in I think I think part, we yeah. do actually right now pretty pretty specific roles I I do spend a lot of time I'm a very like productist king guy like mm-hmm. from day one like so I work really closely with Scott our lead watch designer on kind of road mapping what the what the 
product roadmap looks like, mm-hmm. um, why that design, why that material will sit down. He ultimately does the work in terms of the design because mm-hmm. that's what he's good at, way better than I obviously ever would be or was. Oh, that's great. Um, and then I do, I do still have a pretty heavy hand in marketing, just kind of overseeing like how it does. We have a VP of marketing. She's amazing, does a good job. Oh, cool. um, pretty recent hire, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm still. I've always kind of been in the in the in the weeds on the marketing, um, but I've had been a little step back a little bit, which has been really nice, and yeah. focus on product, uh, which again I think is so critical um, to our business. Yeah, I'm kind of, at this point, I'm looking into kind of a lot of more business development, operational things. So, obviously, managing a lot of the inventory now coming in. That's yeah. kind of a new role I've taken back, um, and then just looking for growth internationally. That's kind of been my focus. We we really need to grow international. It's kind of one of my main focuses right now. Yeah, Andrew's got an insane operational mind. Like, we are so similar but so different. Like, Andrew can roll up his sleeves and get things done. Like, he just gets it done. I think that's part of the Marine Corps background. Yeah, just onboarding. No no gruff about it. Just what has to happen, let's fucking do it. Totally. I'm the kind of guy that's, like, more big picture. Like, how can what's over there? And, like, okay, like... Let's go do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's an opportunity. But we work, I mean, we're a small company. So yeah, ultimately, yeah, it's still not crossover. Right. Okay. You know, but it's. Yeah, yeah. 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 So who was, because I had a high level of jealousy when I saw this. I'm a basketball guy. Who was, was part of that? Or maybe both of you, the Warriors. Warriors. They, how did that even the, just um, the con- just the contract as a whole, or did, going up there and selling all the- up there. We're up there every home game. I was well, a- Andrew was up there. More I was at every was. home game there for about a whole season. That was really tough because it was, that was a, one of your licensing deals. It was one of our licensing you the licensing watch, deal. It was tricky was, because learned a lot from that deal. Learned yeah, a lot from the Cubs deal. Uh, about that. Well, yeah, you know, we were up there pretty much every home game, um, selling the watches and making sure that we were front and center. We had a video that played before tip off every game, yeah. so we kind of had to be the face. We were in some of the suites talking to, you know, potential investors, just kind of totally, business yeah. networking. It was a great opportunity and kind of a look inside kind of this massive world of sports and just well, kind of at the time the Warriors this, were yeah, they were, KD was fun. out of control. Yeah, that's where the jealousy oh. came in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah I was just like you guys. The we Cubs the was practice, better. You're a Cubs insane. guy. Your Cubs yeah, guy. I was actually born in Chicago. Yeah, that's yeah, why, yeah. So I saw Cubs that guy. one too. The Cubs thing was honestly the most kind of more spiritual for us. It was Wrigley. like our, it was our first big contract. You know, we were on the billboard there at Wrigley. Got some, got to go out there and be involved with the franchise there a little bit, and that was an amazing experience. Yeah, we didn't really have that culture. We so. learned a lot about licensing. I think it's a, it's 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 important to some degree because I think you're able to leverage the brand mm-hmm. of, a, of another organization, aka Yankees, Cubs, yeah, Warriors. Yeah like world-class Jim Beam organizations. Uh, but I also think that there's a little bit of like shiny object syndrome yeah. there. Oh, no, for sure. You, you yeah, know, yeah. What, what is, what's going to make you the most amount of money? So I think that in some ways it, there were, it was a, just being totally candid. Yeah. Like there was some distraction there. Uh, so glad we'll never regret doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just, yeah. Licensing is, is a whole nother animal. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. Dude, shiny object sy- syndrome. Yeah. That, that's a thing real. yeah we all it, have it we it is it. and it's also uh i had to learn this especially with you know how the how our business is made up early on is sometimes what's cool doesn't always yeah. oh cool brands don't a lot of times what cool We've seen that. It doesn't always uh pencil yeah and i've never yeah. heard it called shiny object syndrome but uh i would have i would have especially the warriors or the cubs any of those i would have went running after them hell yeah and, and they and look, they worked out, but it was just one of those things like when you're a small team, small yeah. business, yeah. 
you know, there's only so much resources to go around. Yeah. So three to six months of time, you know, spent on that when it's just a little sliver of the business. You yeah, know, they, we all, they were all limited, right? Which is mm-hmm. the whole cool factor. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Is it, yeah, was yeah. It, does it pencil out? You know, so we made money on it, but like, oh. we're, you know, we're kind of still looking for like scalable things too. So you gotta, yeah, that's what we're looking for. If you can manage it, I think it's a, it's really cool. A lot of businesses get into licensing down the road when they've sort of plateaued uh-huh. and now they're looking for new revenue channels and they're like, well, who's, whose logo can we slap on this? Yeah. And like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's tax money too for a lot you of know, these big but, guys. Huh? That makes yeah. sense. So, so I'll, I'll, I won't fanboy on this topic anymore, <laughs> but did you meet the players oh, and yeah. get involved there? Yeah. Cool. Do the okay. practice and meet the meet the players, show the watch, and I was actually stoked to meet Jordan Bell. To be honest, he was an Oregon guy. Oregon guy he, was there. he played there, but yeah, uh, Chef Curry Chef but, gave us the mess. The most time. Has Oregon yeah. ever been a conversation? University you know, of Oregon. It's so ridiculous because they just tore down Hayward Field, which is like legendary. Track time, yeah. USA, yeah. 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 My Bowerman, like that's Nike was born at Hayward yeah. Field. Yeah, yeah. And so why they tear it down? They're because they're they're going to hold the World Championships for the first time ever on U.S. soil in Eugene yep. next year. Hey. So they built Holy a big motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I just drove by it. I'll oh, show you dude. the video after this. It, yeah. you, you're like, how is this facility in Eugene? Holy like, shit. They're going to hold the world. It's pretty gnarly. Nah. Damn. It'll blow up the town, I think. But it'll be, it'll be good for business. And yeah. Phil Knight just owns yeah. Oregon, yeah, basically. I imagine. So, so the OG Oregon watch. What's I think that's that? got it. It might have to happen. It needs I, to yeah, happen. So. That's not shiny objects. No, that's I think like that's, a. Uh, that's that's our roots. Yeah. roots yeah. yeah, and they they also because of Phil Knight, they all, all their jerseys and all the sports teams like totally. they're so yeah. they're so fucking decked yeah. out. They're yeah, they're decked out and decked. I don't know. I don't know where it's going with that. <laughs> so, so what is and I don't want to say what is your shiny object syndrome now, but I always ask guys now like you know you've got a lot of momentum going and. And I know you, you guys, the way you're wired, and we've, we've had coffee and caught up. You're, you're one of those that, are, that continue pushing and pushing, which is, which is a motivation in itself. What is that? Like, what's getting you, what's jumping you out of bed each day now? Whether it's OG, I know you guys are kind of going, dipping in another venture. Right. Like, what right now is that? Not saying that, you know, continuing to grow OG is one of it, but is there specific parts or certain things that you're, you're fired up when you... Yeah. When you get out of bed. It's great. We touched on it a little bit. It's just like that constant improvement in self and, you know, creating a balanced lifestyle. And that's what we, we've recently kind of ventured outside of original grain to start a new company, um, Art of Enzo. It's kind mm-hmm. of a, it's a supplement based brand, herbal certified organic ingredients super and superfoods. And that's something that, you know, I'm very passionate about. I think what's cool is we both have our, our reasons for why we're so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think a lot of people have their reasons why, you know, health is important to them. So that, that, that is something we are looking to kind of continue to grow as well as OG. You know, we have a great infrastructure and we're going to continue to focus on that. Yeah. I think that new business, I mean, we're trying to apply all the knowledge, not take our our eye off the ball with OG because, you know, you don't want to have too many irons in the fire, but I think, you know, we're trying to apply our knowledge as entrepreneurs, but also as just people and everything we learn in five years. I'm going to, I I love that because I totally agree. Like Mm -hmm. five years I'll be like, man, I ain't no shit, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to at least give the world a little bit back in terms of what I know mm-hmm. um about balance so the enzo is about balance as japanese zen word for balance and ultimately you know letting the mind uh, what is it oh, the body letting go of the mind so yeah, the body, so the body, can, body create. can create yeah. so mm-hmm. ultimately the body has to be aka diet in a place of optimal optimal balance so yeah. the mind can actually even run free without yeah. that the mind is just like kind of like you know yeah, totally. yeah. Okay. what's yeah i think what's fun about us kind of starting this thing it, we, you know, after so long on one thing, you you all people will get complacent. You know, mm-hmm. and we were starting to get complacent. 
So we're starting to look at some of, you know, we got to get scrappy again. You know, the budgets yeah. are smaller. So yeah. we're starting to look in these different avenues. Some of those, which we're bringing straight in OG. Why not? Yeah, you know, yeah. so if, I think it's kind of reinvigorated some of the creativity and just being able to, to manage budgets a little bit better and say, oh, damn, this could work on both sides and uh, different avenues. Well, you, Pete, you know, I mean, you have yeah, multiple you know. businesses mm -hmm. and like even this, like you just have an idea and you're like busy building. Right, like I love that. Like, yeah. well, I'm, well, I'm busy building, and I love that aspect of. It. I have a, with my entrepreneur entrepreneur friends all the time. Like, what's your favorite part? Starting. Yeah. By yeah. far, yeah. is the best part. It's the scariest. It's probably the most depressing. And all that stuff, all that bad, but it like it's the best part because mm -hmm. it's the most rewarding. It brings yeah. the best out of you. You get right. so fired up on like little things, like first product sales. You're like, hell yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I'm hope I'm really. Isn't it funny you could be doing insane amount yeah. of sales of your OG, then you get that first, that yeah. one bot, and you're like, yeah. fuck yeah, it's a different yeah. type of uh, oh, high yeah. five. Yeah. Well, so. first off, I'm glad you because I know the last time we met months ago. Um, it was kind of like there was still a period you couldn't be too loud or public about yeah. about it, but I'm really glad you can now because I'm it's super. I'm I'm we we had coffee and I think we talked 90 percent about Art of Enzo and what you guys are yeah. getting into. And I'm sure there's a level of you which is what we've done here is we've never really and maybe I said this over coffee, but we've always tried to build supplementally off of our expertise what we've learned in other areas of business. So we didn't you know go from hospitality or go from a marketing company right. to we're going to get into real estate. Right. <laughs> Not to say we couldn't, yeah. but I'd be like, oh, fuck. You yeah. know, we tried to take a little bit of the playbook that we'd written and learn, like, how do we apply that somewhere else? And how does it also um, benefit yeah. other portions of our business, which we've, it's been really unique doing. And you guys have, I mean, it, it, you're direct to consumer with Art Enzo. Yep. And you guys have a ton, a ton of experience yeah. in that. So I'm sure there was a level of, um, we want to take this playbook and maybe play another play another game. And yeah. you're playing another game right now, still probably learning. But you guys have way more experience, yeah. and you've, you've experience learned. and passion. I think yeah. are the big things for any business uh, in general. Like I think that's where Andrew said, like for different reasons. Like Andrew, I, I think more on the diet. I definitely see the benefits. We've been taking it every day. You can feel you really can't. It's that's the thing we wanted to make a quality product again. That's yeah. where I think I'm always like sure. I'm like we're not sacrificing on quality with this thing. We're gonna be more premium, which is technically harder to sell mm. but i think i i want it to work mm -hmm. and so you know that's where i think that passion comes into play and it's critical for any business i mean sure there's you can start a business that you just see you see an opportunity in the market maybe avoid white space but how long can you do that for mm -hmm. yeah. six months a year two years three years how long think about businesses you could do because you never know we're seven years into this thing if we didn't love it yeah. fuck i would just be well, I wouldn't totally. be wanting to wake up every morning and do it. Yeah. So we've, tried some, we've tried some money grabs, I think, along the way. Just one or two, you know, because we got caught up seeing what other people were doing. and Drop shipping. Drop shipping. It does the like, money yeah. grab. And, and yeah. a few months, you just kind of burn out. I don't care about this. Care. Yeah. Do you, are you yeah. having that, like, old familiar feelings of, like, not to oh. keep using Bar West, but, like, yeah. do you have those old school feelings man. now with, with Art Enzo? 100%. Yeah. I think so. Well, we I already do. made it. Fuck. <laughs> we, we should have been launched. February first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we were trying to launch in January and February, and you know, you just learn. You know, yeah, yeah. let's go. You know, so yeah, yeah. we had moments. It's probably an easy, <laughs> easier gloss over now than back. It is. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Sure. It's not the end of the world. My friends are like, you stressed that you haven't launched yet because I thought you told me. And I'm like, nah. Like we're gonna get launched. Yeah, like I mean, it's not like we're it's 2021. I mean, it might be a little more stressed then, but yeah, we're like good. we we're, we want to do it right. We want to take our time, and yeah. it's a passion thing at the end of the day. Obviously, it's business as well, and I, I, we're excited about it. I think it's going to be a super fun thing, and hopefully 
people see the value in the product and the lifestyle, you know, as well. Well, you've got customers over here. So we, uh, yeah. we're big in that. I definitely got to, uh, I got to dive into my first Art Enzo product Love here, it. but cool. definitely other people in the office. Um, cool. You're like speaking to us. So thank you. Yeah. that's rad. We, we always try to kind of land the plane on, on the podcast and um, this will be unique kind of hearing it from both of you, but we always ask uh, the, the guests on if you, if someone out listening um, or watching is starting their, taking their first stab at their company or if it's an OG, like those days, what, what is your advice to that person? You're going first. Okay. He's going to gather his thoughts. Yeah, Good move. Guys, you Good know, move. That's, that's younger brother <laughs> shit right there. Uh, no, I, I actually always say this, and I always give credit because it's where I heard it. Uh, my buddy Corey is a good, really good friend of mine. He owns a sun, wood, wood sunglass company uh, called Woody's. Um, but he used to wear this shirt, and it said, start today. And I, just, I remember he, was, he would wear it when we lived in China. He, he didn't live there, but he would come out because the suppliers were there, and we all launched around the same time. And I always struck a chord with me till this day because – it's not tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like today is the day that you got to start on the path, whatever it is, because ultimately you don't know how it's all going to unfold. Even with the Enzo thing, like we just started one day. We just, mm. and we actually started, we were thinking like CB, we actually didn't even flush it out like right yeah. away, which is kind of like, kind of mm. what makes me laugh. Yeah. But you know, if you start today, then you're at least now down the path. And what I found is that you, number one, you get momentum and now you have something to react to. So mm-hmm. if there's something that comes up and you actually want to course correct, well, you, wouldn't, you never would be able to course correct if you weren't already on the path. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, get down the road and then you can make changes. Like, nothing's set in stone. Yeah. And you're going to learn. You're going to improve the product. I always come back to product. But, like, as long as you get going, you're going to be able to actually be able to make some of those, those decisions and improve. And mm-hmm. so I always say that, like, that's, that's number one. And I guess – there's always a good time and right place. So yeah, yeah. Just, just know that you can find it. But again, if you start today, then you can actually go find that thing. So definitely. And before getting your answer, I feel like there's almost there'd be a, a really unique. I don't know what you're doing on the YouTube channel, but just in general, the fact that you guys have built up OG, it'd be really, be really unique to like document as best possible. Now, doing it, doing it yeah, again. Yeah. Be really neat. Oh right, yeah. really kind of create that. Oh, yeah. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because because yeah, yeah. when yeah. you say that is I, yeah, I think people's sure. biggest fear without starting today is they they fear fucking up. Yeah, you know, uh, and and for you because it's different now. There's like almost a level of hum- humbleness, and you also like encourage it. Like I'm excited. Like oh, we fucked up. Yeah. And I saw you like smiled when you yeah. looked over. Like oh, we already fucked up one. That would be you'd have you'd have a lot more. You'd be a lot more humble about showing it too, to be like, "Hey, this is just part of the shit," yeah. you know. But right now, everything's so polished that you see yeah. or hear, yeah. which is why we're here. Like, do we want to talk about watches falling out the back of your car? The because that's the shit. reality of yeah. it. You know, that'd be an interesting. Like, hey, we've got this one up here, but now we're just going back down to the little guys and we're knocking on doors and hoping people answer. Yeah, yeah. actually, really that would unique. be kind of fun. Yeah, no, for sure. Really, really sure unique. Good into that. Now you had enough time to gather your thoughts. I know, I'm all <laughs> better be good. <laughs> no. uh, you know, I don't have anything. You know too poetic you know it's it's kind of cut and dry for me it's you know i kind of mentioned it before self-awareness you know knowing what you love knowing what you care about get in get into that especially if it's your first business you're probably not going to hit the hit the hockey stick but but what you can do is focus on something that you love create yourself as a businessman continuing to grow create relationships and guaranteed within five you know plan for 10 years five to 10 years Mm -hmm. you know 
to, to go at it before you're really going to see success and profit. People want to make it overnight. It's just, unless you've raised a ton of money or come with crazy infrastructure, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So love what you do. Yep. And every day it's going to show up, you know, all day, every day, you know, with the emails, the things that, that turn sideways when you didn't want it to, you know, you're going to really care about it. Take care of your customer, you know, and just, just plan to ride it, ride the tide for five to 10 years. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's you, you have to, you know, or it's not going to be successful. So, Everybody wants to be a businessman. No one wants to do the work, you know, so you got to be ready and love what you do. It's just what it's just yeah. makes sense. A lot of things in business are, are pretty simple uh, practices that your parents even tell you along the way. You know, you're supplying it to business. You know, that's how, I mean, yeah, from, sure. from a guy who never went to school but has made it this far, you know, that's just what I've been able to apply because I love what I do and just go at it. That's right. So. I mean, shoot, you took that two minutes well to gather your thoughts. Yeah, that was good. Ow. That was really Ow. good. Awesome. Well, guys, again, appreciate it. I feel like I could sit and talk with you guys for That's hours. Good. I know. Um, I know. But uh, till the next one. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, definitely. Super cool. Cool. Thank you, bro. All right. Toast. Enzo Super Greens. changed it used to be the harvest now it's hinotes basketball what brand of watch would you wear other than original brand? the tech philippe your favorite musician nipsey hustle person you like to meet dead or alive martin luther king tesla for sure Puerto Vallarta, family family trips in Puerto Vallarta. You can travel back in time and give three words of advice to eighteen year old Andrew. Be consistent, stay level headed, and enjoy the ride. <coughs> Different questions. I got that coronavirus, guys. Dude. Joe. <laughs> Okay, straight in there. Okay. Gosh, hold on a second. All right. Meditate. It's my something I do. Showing up late. What's your cocktail of choice? Uh, old fashioned, or mezcal margarita. Omega. What's your guilty pleasure? Uh, eating plain food. Oh. Person you'd like to meet, dead or alive? Michael Jordan. Name one entrepreneur or person you were truly inspired by. Phil Knight. What's one of your phobias? Spiders. Spiders. <laughs> Three words. Don't fuck up.